What's up, everybody? It's We Are Live. Chris Denman, Matt Bronger. Check out Helium Comedy Club this weekend. Very excited to have you in for the first time. Thanks, man. Yeah, What's happening, dude? This is this is exciting. Yeah, it is for I me, know. too. This is a big career moment for you. Uh, yes. I, I, know I finally is, made it. You've <laughs> For years. Yeah, the IMDb page is long, but finally you feel complete. As, yeah. a, as a performer, you're on We Are Live in St. Louis <laughs> yes. uh, at the Midco Studio. No, seriously, very nice to have you. Oh, here, thanks man. for having me, man. This I, is awesome. We were we were just discussing a little bit ago. Last time you came through, you have some, uh, I guess, some some of your wife's families here. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Performed at a rock club. Yes. A little bit of a difference in uh, in audience and maybe tenor from a weekend, obviously, at a yeah. club in St. Louis to uh, the rock club. Are you, are you specifically doing clubs mainly now? Do you kind of get in? Do you, do you rock it out and do some kind of, of those venues? I, I play a lot of the Helium comedy clubs, and it's they... they uh, it's nice I, to know what you're getting. Too. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's, 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 it's a quality brand, so to speak. So they, <laughs> Company it's, man, it's everybody. Nice to, it's nice to play something where you, you know it's going to be good. But honestly, the Firebird was a pleasant surprise. I think like so. A, a one-nighter at a rock club. I... Um, I, I work with a guy. My my agent works with comedians and and big bands, so oh, he knows big small nice. venues. So he'll call uh, uh, people and be like, "Hey, have you ever had a comedian?" And sometimes they'll be like, "No, okay, sure." But the Firebird had already had. They already had Kyle Kinane and a couple other Marin, people. TJ, I think they did. Mark Marin, okay. TJ Miller, like mm-hmm. they had. They had yeah, it was acts. it was solid and. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it it was wild because my uh, my aunt Mary, aunt by marriage. Uh, is uh, she's got this great big house with a pool right near uh, near the loop? Don't yeah, loop. yeah, yeah. And so we would just there swimming around. And is uh, it is it one of these like dream houses over there? It's pretty great. Yeah, they, they've had it for something like a hundred years, something right. insane. Yeah. But and they're pretty old. But um, the uh, my 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 uh, wife Kara was like, uh, oh yeah, uh, Bronger's doing a show tonight, and everyone's like, what? <laughs> and they're like, well, we okay let's go and so everyone went from the party to my show yeah and so uh i had a couple of relatives that were pretty lit up and were were the kind of the the loud raucous ones in the back right. i did i wasn't annoyed by them but my relatives definitely were were like you, know, <laughs> you need to shut like i won't say a name right but kind of just because she was just like yeah that was funny do you guys think i would later you know like just that thing of they're just stream of consciousness talking drunk. It's it's thing. tough too because you you feel them. You're like you understand. Yeah, like totally. I was at the pool too. Mm-hmm. I had a good time. I, this then... is partially my fault. <laughs> you know, but at I the same time, fair. I'm not going to show up at when the party starts at like 11 a.m. and be like, guys, don't don't have too many Bud Lights um, because I got a show later. <laughs> That's right. You're going to have to honestly be yeah. quiet or laugh. One of the two. There's only two you don't options. have to go, but right. if you're going to go, maybe limit it to 12. <laughs> Yeah. The day drinking in the summer too, like oh, I don't. Yeah. Did so? Did you grow up in Portland? I or, did. Okay, yeah. I was gonna say I get the Midwest vibe too, but like mm-hmm. maybe Portland's just super cool too. Well, but, my yeah. parents are both from the Midwest. Okay. Yeah. Uh, my dad's from Iowa. My mom's from Illinois, and um, humbled uh, your ass growing up then. Kind yeah. of. Yeah. <laughs> well, and Portland's kind of the great thing about Portland is it's a place where whatever you are, you know, yeah. it's, it's the land of American refugees. It's where people who didn't fit other places just kind of ended up. So um, when when I I went to school in New York, but then I, I went to Chicago and lived there for six years, so I kind of can reconnected right. with the Midwestern roots. And um, 
yeah, it's, it's that's a that's a really dynamic, I guess, just cityscape for somebody to live. Like uh-huh. literally, like Portland, Chicago, New York. Like I like mm-hmm. that. That's a nice mix. Like yeah. it's not as vain as where you are now. And, and no, <laughs> that's no. But you, I'm glad you got grounded first. Well, it's it's that went. wild thing where I I really respect people who fresh out of college or don't go to college go to L.A. very young. But that that would have really ruined. How me. do they do that? Yeah, I don't get it. For like personally, right. I love attention and substances. <laughs> so I would have been. Aft. It's a little early, but it, may we? I, I hear you, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> right, yeah, right there. Yeah. No, yeah. It's, it's just, I mean, you know, it, all that stuff, generally speaking, is under control now. Yeah. But, it, you know, when you're young and you're indestructible and you uh, have a lack of impulse control, it would it would not have been a good scene. People because... people go wild in Midwestern college towns. Right. Like, I can't imagine there, you being like two feet from a supermodel when you think you're indestructible and 22 right. and maybe somebody put out a line of cocaine and you've mm-hmm. had like a couple good comedies. Like, yeah. I, and, and you also thinking the partying is, is, is part of slash a route to success. Right. And God help you if you get success really young, because yeah. it's, it's it takes a lot of strength and a lot of um, discipline to not flame out. Luck, even you know? that you didn't have the wrong manager being like, right. "Yeah, go ahead, do Absolutely. that thing." Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, and I'm sure you've seen plenty of that too. I mean, do mm-hmm. you, with I guess somebody like that, especially with acting, because I feel like maybe you more yeah. like stand up, you're gonna people are gonna get tossed to the wolves and they're gonna grow up a little quicker. I feel yeah. like usually that's a good point. Yeah, it, at times, but like with acting, I mean, have you come around someone that you kind of pull to the side and you're like, "Hey, maybe this is what you look at." I would feel strange. Being in that position to to see someone with mm-hmm. that talent and to impart that wisdom, but I don't know. Do you have that in you? I'll, I'll be honest. I just think the 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 biggest misconception of young people these days is that they're <laughs> they're as dumb as us. No offense, yeah. but I do think like because they have you know they grew up with these magical boxes in their pockets where mm-hmm. you can literally look up anything and right. get any kind of perspective. You either kind of go cuckoo bananas or you get a kind of a strange wisdom very young. I, I've known so many people in their 20s now that have that are so more, much more on the ball than I was. And it, it, Awareness, it, yeah. Awareness. There, there's a guy, uh, uh, Gavin Matz, who's out of uh, Vancouver, who's super funny. And he's like early 20s. And um, he, he kind of, has, he, he's, very, he's very kind of like, like we all are, everything's stupid. But at the same time, he's very humble. He's very down to earth. And he, he kind of, steers away from going too nuts right like drinking and all that stuff he's just like i've just been warned i've seen too many bad examples and and it's kind of like yeah oh cool because when i was young i remember we were all we were all maniacs i'm sure and the guy we but at the same time i think maybe it's handed down in a good way uh a a bit of uh, an alcoholic pay it forward if you will um where i remember seeing guys who were you know 10, 20, 30 years older than me and we're still going hard and you're like, you see how it breaks you down. Absolutely does. physically and you're like, yeah, I, I don't, don't want to be that guy. Do you still drink? Sure. Yeah. yeah. And, and that's interesting to me. The And it feels like a lot just because it's probably more per capita but yeah. I literally talk to, you know, you talk to comics every day for the last four years I feel like. Mm-hmm. Um, so and you have a larger portion of people that are like accepting sobriety or doing that sure. best thing that's ever happened to them. Right? Right. Some people stay funny. Some people kind of lose their fastball because they're not having as much fun. <laughs> I, I do find that to be interesting that in a world like that, like it's just one more thing 
to navigate that's ultimately just connected to your mind, right? Yeah. It's like, it's it's crazy what that can and can't do for people. A lot of it is just stepping back and just taking a deep breath and going, ah, do I really want to? Yeah. You know, because what it comes down to is like rocking on a stage and making a connection with everyone that came there right. and just trying to, you know, have a good life. And also, I believe in treats, you know? I love drinking. I love, you know, eating yeah. good food and having fun. I think you have to have, you know, treats, like to, to get by otherwise absolutely you're not, do you're not giving yourself little rewards and, and even stuff. even in a creative field where mm-hmm. you are expressing yourself and and hitting those marks and probably crossing off that passion that you have that maybe other people that aren't in your industry do yeah. have you still have to clock out right absolutely yeah absolutely it's a huge part of it yeah the, i think the key is just not being like i'm sad you know, <laughs> it's just because all that—that's that, just yeah. throwing gas on the fire. I guess we can't hang out tonight, man. This is kind of weird. Let's see. That's the only way I like you're to party. Go to a, yeah. a lonely old man or, bar. Yeah. For a while. I was Dude, like, you know, a, if you're not busy, there, there's a place in Portland called the Handy Slut. AKA, excuse me, the Handy, the Sandy Hut, aka the, the Handy Slut. Nice. And um, they—it's uh, a bar. It's been there forever. And my my buddies and I went there um, in the afternoon, and there was a, a sign up that was like Gentleman's Day. Like, oh, it's Gentleman's Day, huh? <laughs> what a nice way to put sad loser club. <laughs> Gentleman's Sick. Day. Yeah, and it was very tongue in cheek. Yeah, it made me laugh so hard. Like, it just... stays with you to this day. <laughs> my God, I want to go to the gen- okay. We'll go make that happen it, sometime. It is a great bar, but now it's like surrounded by condo buildings. Like on all sides, it's like it's like the Alamo. It's like the Alamo of old Portland. I will I will say this: we have a sober producer uh, behind the cool. uh, behind the desk right there, on. and uh, but he still hangs out in a disgusting bar. I can a, I can daily. I know I my friend's dad got sober and yeah. still would shoot pool in bars and all the time. That's cool. I think that's fantastic. Yeah, if you can do it and it's and it's conducive, then why not? You know. I do want to throw it, uh, Mr. Gardner, just because this is such a just a very specific very painful thing for you to realize as he lives in an area that's being gentrified just more, i don't even know if you say gentrified it's changing maybe the ec- economy is changing it or something there's buildup. it's least. it's real like in st louis you have segmented areas but it's a true well, urban look, I w- area i, w- I right? will say if it's an urban area but it, there's there's money coming in and there's oh, there's housing that some people can't afford yeah. that is gentrification yeah we tend to think of gentrification as only racial sure mm-hmm. and that is a huge one that's right. that's the biggest one in la yeah i think it's not necessarily the same in the midwest there right. are you know areas that were low income median income that are that are generally speaking what right. you call white people but sure. then they're definitely getting gentrified the concern so. is displacement yes of people yeah mm-hmm. that's a your thoughts on uh well on uh, my Shake favorite Shacks bar of all and, time uh, and whole foods taking out your old was stomping grounds is now rest in peace 34 club a, yeah a dive bar a true dive a true saloon mm. sinatra drank in there when sure he, he did to town. yeah mm-hmm. 70 years over 70 years it had been in and now it's a Shake Shack, and I like to tell everyone, <laughs> and condos. And the guy, the guy. And I make sure to tell anyone, shit. yeah, I hear that Shake Shack's haunted. <laughs> so that's my that's little. Great. That's your like, contribution. It is like, in my neighborhood, which is a very, one of the few pedestrian neighborhoods in St. Louis. There's a lot of buildup in that area now, too, but it has always been pedestrian. Mm-hmm. Uh, it used to be three neighborhood bars, and now there's only one. So that's kind of sad for some of the neighborhood people, I yeah. think, is that we see the development, which is good, but you're also taking charm away. And I'm not saying it's bad because you're seeing development, but you'd like a balance more than just say, right. hey, here's more condos. Right. And not only that, there's also people that, it's a combination of people of different levels of wealth, uh, ethnicity, 
and you start to see that go away some when you start build up, and that's yeah. what concerns me. Well, I, I will say Matt would just be very I like excited. a dive bar. Lululemon yeah. is right there. You can get your new pants, and it's, it's, it's a big thing for I you. I did work out today, and I wore Lululemon shorts. Did I'm not you? Gonna lie to you. Yeah, they make men's stuff. Yeah. It's, it's wild that you said that. I'm like, actually, <laughs> like, sponsored I, post. I find so, them to be quite pleasant. Well, and, and it's funny that you mentioned there was only – the thing that, that hit me was that like, there used to be three, three uh, bars. Now there's one. Mm-hmm. The, the, the gentrification that I see so much of, too, is kind of this thing of like dive bar gone – but seven craft beer places. Yeah, right. where I, you know, it, it, it's still alcohol. Uh, You're oh, from Portland a, too. You've been mm-hmm. seeing this your whole life. And but it's everywhere. There's yeah. all these places that are that are built up. And and I I tend to think people overdrink more than they realize with craft beer. I think in a dive bar, not that people drink less. That is not true. But right. more more often than not, I will say people go in and they have like a whiskey or two. Yep. And maybe a, a lighter beer, and that's mm-hmm. it. Whereas you're going to have a high al- alcohol grade, a uh, higher ABV in a in a in a craft beer bar, and a guy's going to have seven and be like, "I didn't really drink last night." Mm-hmm. It's like, dude, you, you definitely did. Worked at a brewery for uh-huh. five years in oh, right in and a little after college, and it was the funniest stuff ever. I think I so it was a college town, so it was like bars. You probably are going to have to throw people out a lot, right? Not yeah. this place is a chill place. I think sure. I removed like five people in five years or whatever. Point being. The amount of professors and people with the term doctor at the front of their name sure. that I had to physically help like walk out of there yes. at times where you're just like, if your students could see you now, like, and it's and they didn't do shit while they were there. Yeah. They were just sitting there slamming uh, some kind of a super imperial IPA that yeah. uh, anything <laughs> in a tulip. <laughs> Just shit house. Yeah, right. And you then know? maybe they work their way over to a, a liquor because they like the bartender. Who knows? But yeah. it is it is the silent it's an, alcohol. It, I will say I very consciously drink now. I'm yeah. very aware of how much water I've had, how many things I've, smart. I've put in me. Because it's just, I've just spent so much time being, because I, I grew up in the Northwest where, there's, we, where the the first American craft breweries were. Yeah, absolutely. And you'd, so it, it kind of had this thing of, of oh it's a it's a keg of hefeweizen that's right. like seven percent and just like how don't treat that like it's tecate no. like this is not something yeah. for a float trip exactly. like this is going to put you on your ass mm-hmm. that's interesting so back to the portland part of things okay. i wanted to ask you this so i don't forget what do you do you go back to i mean you just did yeah. your last special in portland i did right mm-hmm. okay and then how do you feel about i guess the changes over the years or is this just kind of been a progression and i i don't hang out in portland i right. don't know much about portland i read stuff and everything's amplified when it comes to what's getting put out media wise right from the time you grew up there to now mm-hmm. what are your thoughts on just the city and the people of portland well as a whole? It's the 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 gentrification and the um and the the development has kind of been an explosion but there is there's a a, a good a certain degree of, of pushback but one thing i've learned and uh you know i mean it's sad, but money always wins. Yeah, and it you know there's 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 a lot of bad to that, but there's some good. There's some improvement. What they do is uh, in Portland, they they, they add tweaks uh, to to uh, giving people permission. Where where like like say you have to build a you build a condo building, you have to build low income stuff, and that's been the hardest thing. And mm-hmm. the thing the thing that like side note that drives me crazy about the overdevelopment is a lot of it is just money hoarding. A lot of it is just people right. that have billions of dollars and they build a building. To them, it's not even they don't care if anyone lives there or not. It's they put their money there and, they, and no one can touch it. That's yeah. really what it comes down to because real estate will always have a, a good value in a, in, a major, in a major city. Mm-hmm. And a lot of it is people that are not Americans at all. Right. There you go. So 
In for the Portland, last 20 years, I've seen the op, the other end of that where they hold on to shitty areas, uh -huh, and it sure. remains like that because they're like, well, I'm just going to sit on it and ask for a crazy price because exactly. I'm not going anywhere. Yeah, nothing, yeah. and life goes by. Yep. Well, yeah. But I will say one, one cool thing about Oregon is like you can't Airbnb a place unless you actually live in it. Interesting. So you can't, uh, you know, buy up a bunch of properties and then and have them just turn, turn, right. turn, which that's probably the most broken law outside of drunk driving there. Yeah. But it's 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 a good law to have. Like you have to have certain things built. But to answer your question directly and get off my fucking soapbox, listen, uh, that I soapbox think, is getting big. Man. I think <laughs> I think I think uh, uh, Portland is still an incredibly livable place. The thing is, it's just very small. Yeah. Um, and thankfully, it hasn't had something like Seattle or San Francisco, like a tech boom that yeah. just wipes everything out. Right. Um, a friend of mine, Solomon Giorgio, he's a comedian. He lived in Seattle, and he's like, he's like, all eight of the buildings I lived in have been destroyed, which is just that's a bananas ratio. That's insane. Yeah. Mm, and and obviously San Francisco is so blown out, but still has kept its 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 beauty and and uh, it's it's still a place you still want to go visit and mm -hmm. things. I don't think Portland has been hit as hard, um, but, you know, I haven't been, I haven't lived there, uh, uh, you know, since I was like yeah. 18. Yeah. So it's kind of like, put it this way, in terms of modern Portland, I know Paris, I don't know Paris. Oh my. You know? yes. So, but I go back a lot. Yeah. I go back no, that lot. makes like sense, my, especially with your schedule too. Yeah, like, my, yeah. my, my, uh, I, I have a house there that I rent to a family. Um, my, um, Do you my sleep on the couch when you go through there? No, but I creep that place. They don't even know I own it's it. Maddie. They don't know. A management company. <laughs> no, yeah. okay. That, that I mean, sense. that's how you have to do it with yeah. property. I'm not going to be like, hey, it's me, Matt Bronger, here to fix your roof. I've never done it before. <laughs> Had a nutty night last night. Pretty wasted, I'll be honest. I see um, you on the TV show. Do you have Gatorade? <laughs> I am sweating. No, but uh, yeah, I, I don't do it often, but I occasionally drive down the street. And, uh, Give it a little pee. Who's in there? Yeah. You know? <laughs> but um, and, and my parents still live there, and uh, the church I grew up going to is still there. My parents still run like a food pantry there. And oh, stuff. it's fantastic. They're retired, yeah. so they've always uh, do, done stuff like that. Sound like good people. They are. Yeah. I don't know what happened to me. I was gonna say, what's mm -hmm. going on? What's what's fueling this creative fire? Well, I will fire? say, I I do uh, I do cre I do volunteer work when I when I'm on the road, mm -hmm. and I actually I actually looked in uh, in in um where are we? St. Louis. Louis. I almost said Kansas City. I almost I've been I on almost the road too did. long, everyone. <laughs> uh, and and most places needed like a two three day commitment, and I have a lot of family here, so I have to kind of parse it out by hours. Really? Know, some well. It, it's it's most I will say volunteer work is is uh, booming right now because yeah. same people are doing it for for the, people are doing it for the same reason I'm doing it which is just to kind of take the pressure off a little bit and feel a little better right. we're operating at a level of anxiety in this country that I thought would be unsurmountable about five six years ago but yeah. here we are we're still laughing we're still yeah. joking and, and talking about we bullshit do. craft breweries right but so <laughs> I I kind of volunteer work. Do, I do it not just to, to help, but also to help me right. to feel like I'm doing well, something. You do it for the Instagram, so people think you're not a piece of shit, right? <laughs> That'd be funny <laughs> every just time. <laughs> I just just I couldn't find dying just child. A, just take a picture of me handing this box to this black guy. Do you mind, <laughs> sir? Yeah. <laughs> take it. Fucking take it. Hey, three-legged dog. Look, I want to get drunk. <laughs> um, <laughs> I need a thousand likes. A thousand likes. I actually. I, I did I did volunteer work at this um, an uh, uh, sexual health outreach center in inner city Philadelphia and it was me and all black people and yeah. it's one of those things where oh my god does this look staged you know? <laughs> <laughs> right where you're like you have no problem being there but you're aware of the optics yeah. of like being Mr Savior guy yeah, yeah. you were, you were really working at a, a 
Blacks Educating Black Sexual Health Initiative. You were actually the... Did you make up that? <laughs> Matt has just like a, a really big affinity for being around and being and having that look on him. Just, right. That's that what has it is. To, I mean, because I took... Uh, oh, I was... I, anyway. That ha- I, with the amount of people that like stage stuff for all their social media, it's like, oh my God. <laughs> and, uh, I look, if, like, if I was staging it, end right, me. Right. Cancel me. I'm fine you know, with that. But it's like... That would be the worst. It would. Standing amongst homeless people. Right. <laughs> take it's a like, picture. Whatever city you're in, you have the person from the club take you. It's like, hey, t- t- take me to your skid row. Talk about someone that would be universally hated. Yes. We need we to are, find, there, That person exists. Have you, have you, there's a book called uh, So You've Been Publicly Shamed. Yeah. Um, what's the, it's a dude from England. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And it, the, yes, it's the brilliant. Yahoo CEO is, is a big part of that. Yes. What is that guy's name? He's, the, he's fantastic. The one yeah. who tweeted about like, yep. going to Africa, I won't get AIDS. Yeah. Because I'm white. Yeah. yeah. Wakes yeah. up or like. The world hates her. Yep. So it's like, it, everyone's always kind of waiting for someone to hate. If that came out about me or anyone else right. in the entertainment, they'd be fucked. It like, would, I too. <laughs> I, I want to stay on that topic, but what, where do you typically like to spend your time, or where do you yeah. like to give your time, I mean, other than black public health? It doesn't have to be black. Uh, man, but, just, um, I don't know. Uh, I saw your writer. It, like, <laughs> it was in there. It was like it demanded. Do black charities. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Um, I know. I, I, I always kind of... I. I, I've said many times, if I devoted as much time to writing jokes as I did to researching where to eat and drink coffee anywhere I'm going, I would probably have a much larger career. Cause you I, are so Portland. I always look. You check that out. Dude, I, I'm, I'm like a SWAT team leader. Like, all right, we can approach from the north. <laughs> Get a coffee there. Yes. Uh, we'll spend about half an hour there. We'll go over here. There's a vintage clothing store. See if they have jean jackets in large man size. Over here. That's uh, tough, man. People store. weren't as tall as us I back in the day, they, man. That is the wildest thing. Like, you go to costume stores, and you're like, I want to dress like a 20s gangster. They didn't make them that big. Like, get fucked. I've seen pictures. <laughs> right. There were people that were yeah. six feet. Thank you. Maybe they just killed them, and they stabbed their, I think their suits that's what up it was. or something. Yeah. Yeah, um, and it, and like you know, I like record shopping. I don't buy them as as often. Yeah. And when I uh, I have a new I have a new record coming out in uh, early 2020, so that should go to vinyl as well. And who's doing what, that? Like uh, who you 800 with? pound Gorilla Records. Yeah, they're great. They're, they're amazing. so good. Yeah. Yeah, it was one of those things where I did this special and I produced it and I got it attached to this place and it, and for, it took them. Almost a year to get it set up at at Amazon because mm-hmm. there was so many, they had you know they the wanted to dynamics about, one uh, yeah comedy I got it set up there yeah. and they because they did um, uh, Big Dumb Animal before that right. and so they're great and they took it to to Amazon and Amazon bought it and but all that took you know it was two years from me shooting it to it get airing and that so, probably feels like twenty as far as yeah. material goes so my you. wife was just like do an album. You can do an album, and so I did it last uh, New Year's Eve weekend, and then so we want we wanted to let the special breathe, mm-hmm. and then so that'll come out in 2020. And that's, clean or no? Uh, no, I did okay. I did release a clean album of, yeah. of bits I don't do much or old bits. Like just serious to, will pick that just up to get just on. Psh- yeah, la- uh, Laugh USA. They always yeah. need clean material. So this one isn't clean, but it's also like anything I do. Nothing is intentionally dirty. I'm not. Well, I'm never yeah. going to get get put on the filthy tour or something like that. Just, Legion of Skanks isn't asking you to headline really. Skank Fest. I'm, I love Big J. <laughs> oh, no, of course. But, but, yeah, I, yeah. but no, that's not exactly. I get it. People yeah. don't think of me when they think <laughs> when they think of filthy. That. Yeah. But, yeah. So uh, anyway, long story long. Basically, when that album comes out, what I always do is I not only take the album on the road and 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 sell them. I don't take a lot because it's basically like carrying hand weights in your suitcase. Yeah. But I I do take a, a, a hard copy to whatever independent rec- record store I can find and mm-hmm. just go here have it 
Oh, that's great. Sell it great. You just, know, just spread and the I, word. And I, and I make friends and, I, cool. and I see what you guys have and stuff. And I, I really, as I've gotten older, I, I, I less and less, I don't really buy a lot of new records. Mm-hmm. I buy like some older stuff and I always ask them like, oh, can I see your stash? Because they always have something that says, like, here's an Oscar Peterson first pressing. It's worth <laughs> There's a record shop a block up that way. I'm like, I, really? I'm like you need to go, man. Yeah. I'm telling you. It's yeah. the coolest thing. Uh, there's there's a great record store in Dayton, Ohio, where you go in, and there's like five old men drinking beers, just listening to whatever they're... <laughs> and I'm like, that's what I want to do. Yes. I want to be this man. Yeah. And just hang out and have like two Sierra Nevadas in the afternoon and listen to records. And then... I'm going to tell you something. You can do this. Yeah, I, bullet, <laughs> I know I can. I do know it you can do it. Yeah. you're there. But it, it's it's rad that when you're when you kind of like, oh, what do you got? What's under the counter? Yeah, <laughs> it's like simple pleasures mm-hmm. still alive. Yeah, uh, for the comedy special. So I've heard of. I, I'm a little familiar with comedy dynamics process. Mm-hmm. This is super nerdy, but I'm sure. just I'm curious to anyone who ever thinks they're going to put out a special. What's the most surprising thing to you with that? Yeah. Um, and then you said the process is two years, and these are like comedy dynamics. I know other people they've worked with. Yeah. The Sklars did some stuff with uh-huh. them. Um, they're like top level. Like they're yeah. a big time producer. They'll get you on Amazon. They'll do mm-hmm. that. What for as far as that process? How many specials do you have on your belt now? And then most surprising thing about that entire process. Well, and do you want to do one on your own too? No, I mean I, I did that one on my own. Yeah, and, and they picked you just it up. Have to have someone, yeah. you know, do that. But I so I have I have three specials. The first one was Comedy Central straight deal across the board. Yep. And they put it up, and that was great. The second one I did in conjunctions with uh, Comedy Dynamics, and they set it up at Comedy Central and Netflix, um, not at the same time. Right. But that's back when you could do that. See, the, the A little thing different is, now. Yeah. Netflix <clears throat> has been as good for the industry as it's been bad, I think. And uh, you know, I'm just, I'm just giving you, I'm going to keep it 100. Yeah. I really, I respect that company, and I've done stuff with them, and I know a lot of people that work there, a lot of people who have specials there, but. They basically uh, they don't they don't acquire anymore. They don't. You can't make a special and bring it to them. It depends. Like let's just say Barack Obama wanted to do a comedy special, he could shoot it himself and bring it, and they would make it. You know, Correct. if you're that level, sure. sure. But generally speaking, they they know who they want, and honestly, uh, they it's all about the algorithm is all about demographics with them. So if there's a comic with uh, you know, a, a hot hour in Indonesia, bang, that person will get a special. You or I might have never heard of him or her, mm-hmm. but that's a genius idea on their part because they expand their Indonesian Why not? influence. So let's just say my market, the medium famous straight white dude, mm-hmm. that market's flooded. It's flooded. And so I'm not gonna get an hour special from them and I'm not salty about it. I get it, right. I understand. Um, do I you think, feel like do you feel like your acting like credits should get you more on that? Because if you're but, bringing those other but things, but really, in, would it make a difference? You ha- kind of have to look at things yeah. in terms of someone scanning through through like YouTube, right? Like, why are they going to click on this one thing? Is, is are my credits going to make? No, it'll probably make them resent me. Mm-hmm. If, but if there's someone who catches their eye, makes them laugh right away, they might give them a chance. And that's. That's broad, but sure. and, and let me just say, I'm not blaming the fact that I'm a straight white. Oh no, no, it's a, it's just, it's what I it is. I think it's just, yeah it's, yeah, it's just you just have to look at it in terms of the market, in terms of what has been nailed down. Like you put it, example, example would be like Nate Bargatze, who Southern dude, Tennessee kid. That special blew up because that is a demographic that people wanted to see some of that. You right. know, they yeah. wanted to see in more a weird of that. way. It's mm-hmm. yeah, it's underrepresented. Honestly, I think yeah. he would have done worse if he had a cowboy hat on. You know, I completely but in terms agree. Of, of marketing, a marketing guy would be like, put on a cowboy hat. And he's like, I don't wear those. You Not know? my thing. But he is the Tennessee kid now, yeah. you know? So it's like that, In you just put that in marketing, it's a focused, you know, boom. It's, yeah. a, it's, it's, a, it's a touchdown. Um, 
That said, I think in terms of people wanting their own hour specials, don't get hung up on specials. Mm-hmm. Get hung up on getting as good as you possibly can be and look at what options there are now. Yeah. You know, I mean, I people really got salty at Netflix for doing like 15-minute half-hour specials. That was genius. When you look at people's attention span, I mean, and I knew it was genius when I found out, and I don't think their reps wanted them to do it, but like Chappelle and like Bill Burr and a bunch of other people were like, I would do that. Those sound, those sound really fun. Right. Think on that level. Think on that level of... What sounds fun to you? How can you reach people? Don't think in so much in terms of status because that shit is, it's going to go away. So true. It's all going to go away. There's no crowns. <laughs> I should make a bumper sticker of this. There's no crowns. We're all clowns. We're all <laughs> We can print clowns. it 10 feet that way. Like, we have the capability. Just, it's, it's like, I think about like Chris Evans. That guy is absolutely beautiful. And I'm not gay, but I would. But that guy's a movie star. This is my next question, actually. And he doesn't write, isn't it? Yeah, We'd all kiss him. Mm -hmm. But that guy has no ego. Right. And he's Captain America. Yeah. Like, be like that. Yeah. You know, have a work ethic and and know who you are and and bust ass. But, like, just have a sense of humor about the whole thing. Comedy Dynamics, they've done a lot. They've done really great stuff. But they've also made a billion specials. Yep. You know, and so is Netflix. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like, you know, specials are a goal. But if you don't get a special... Fuck it. If you don't get in that festival, who gives a shit? Yes. You know? That's so true. You have to, we are in the day and age where you have to be your own festival. You have right. to be your own special. You have to be your own thing. And that's really hard. But shoot for it. You're going to probably fail. Right. I fail every day. But, like, try. You, absolutely. <laughs> well, you can't even do it. Like, so, again, we'll talk credit to it, but, like, You've had things on Comedy Central, like mm-hmm. Nikki Glazer's from here. Right. Great example, right? Yeah. My dumb, like, great. I see she had a Comedy Central TV show. I'm like, to anyone in the world, she's a headliner who now has a Comedy Central TV show. Yeah. Guess what happened after one season of it doing well? It goes away. Right. Right? And mm-hmm. then it's not, it's not like you're going to get humble. It's just you're on to the next thing. Yeah, and she had a, a, a huge, funny Netflix special, and it's still there, but it's not on the billboards anymore. Right. It's like, should she feel butt hurt because of that? No, that's a that's a that's a major achievement. But go crush the theaters you're doing. Neither yeah. should some other comedian uh, who thinks they're that similar demographic or or whatnot get butt hurt because they haven't got their billboard. Yet, right. You know, I mean, it, it's been said a lot, but comparison is the thief of joy. You really will crush yourself. Um, you know, worrying about what somebody else is doing. And don't, don't get me wrong. I still be like, oh, what the fuck? How did I not? It's still that feeling you do get you, all the time. Do you have the handful of dudes that you are that you are probably constantly compared to that, like, you don't even have to say names, but do you have that group of, of people that probably gets acting more so, right, either yeah. gigs or roles that you're like, God, oh, they went with the... Sometimes, so, yeah, yeah, but uh, um, more often than not, it's, it's, it's not, there's, there isn't like a, an exact... Right. I, I think that's why, you know, it's that's for for once when it's harder to be a person of color. No, uh, no, I think it's like because there are when you get to that boom and no, it's like there's it. a couple other, well, there's you know, certain slots, black yeah. men or women that are exactly your age. Yep. That's when it's hard with me. There's a billion of me. But so I don't even think about it. Right. Sure. I go to auditions and we all are basically the same schlub in a lot of ways. But, <laughs> right. you know, hold each other's kids. And you're in next. <laughs> yeah. I got the baby. OK, cool. You know? Yeah. Uh, but it, it's it's not as uh, it's it's more like like I would just say in, in terms of one example I started out with Pete Holmes and yeah. he's much bigger than I am but taller like, yes yeah. yeah he's taller and he's more successful <laughs> yeah, and stuff he, yeah but it's like I don't want Pete's career right I want mine yeah uh, I I remember um, 
someone being, I, I remember the closest I've thought to it is like, oh, if I could be like John C. Riley, but stand up too. Sure. But just because I love John C. Riley. Right. I'm not jealous of John C. Riley, and he's a far different person than I am. He it, appears to be doing exactly what he wants. You yes. don't know what's going on in his head, though. You don't know. Right? Dude, I, the, 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 way I, the way I think of it all the time is I remember um, Kate Dippold, who wrote The Heat and the new Ghostbusters, yeah. Yeah, and yeah. she wrote sketches uh, with me, mostly for me. She mostly wrote them uh, when we were on Mad TV. She wrote Weight Smashers, that sketch where he's a guy who used to be fat, but he keeps pulling his waist to, to <laughs> keep showing his balls. Yeah. Um, and there's blurred, and it was... And, it's so stupid, but it makes me laugh every time. <laughs> right, right, right. Just, right. Like he, he just wants to, because he, he hasn't seen his genitals in so long. So excited. Like, Cut, stop it. Because <laughs> uh, she said she saw an ad and it looked like the guy wanted to go low. Yeah, and but, that's um, where the whole thing came yeah, from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she she told me the story once that she was um, at, like a, at a party with a bunch of improv uh, friends, and her and her boyfriend were on the absolute rocks, and nobody knew it. And this one guy, who is another friend of ours who will remain nameless, came over, was just drunk, and put his arm around both of them, was like, guys, I just love you, and I love that you're in a relationship. And man, I'm just saying, I'm sorry, I know I'm drunk, but I want what you guys have someday. And he does not know they are on the edge of breaking up, right on the edge of breaking up, you know? And it's that, I think of that in terms of every, anytime part of me goes, boy, I wish I had that. Yeah. This person could be like, my wife is leaving me. You know, yeah. I don't, yeah, oh, I'm, I'm Black Panther. Great. My wife hates me. You know? <laughs> right. And I'm, I guess I just admitted I wanted to be, I wanted to be Black well, Panther. You know? <laughs> I'm sorry. You know, with the, ma- maybe it just keeps the suit on the whole time. <laughs> I could do an African accent. No, Go no ahead. but you know give, what I'm me, give me a like, few. We don't know. <laughs> Let's work through it. Uh, yeah. Gardner, make sure you're an clicked African on him. Yeah, I can do a North American accent. <laughs> no, yeah. I, I know exactly what you mean. Whenever you, you look into that and you think like at different levels, people have these these amazing things going on, and it's so easy to just sit back and be like, "Well, I go back to my apartment and like my rent's late or my mm. electric like." That version of problem yeah. amplifies all oh, the way up the and line. And then that's the, the biggest, the, the, anyone who can get through life and pay their rent and, and, and be a functioning adult and, good Christ, keep a family moving, like, yeah. that, that's, that's, that's success to me. I it's mean, incredible. It's, it's, you think about, um, uh, uh, we, we, we now measure success in terms of how many likes or how famous you are, who knows you and all that jazz and... Um, Oh God, my favorite. Uh, Leslie Jones had this bit at the at the comedy. I mean, I, I, I'm a regular at the comedy store, and uh, I I'm sitting next to. There are these seats that like only comics can sit at in the back, and like I'm sitting next to Tony Rock, and Leslie Jones did a drop in, and she did this bit about how your <laughs> black people don't care how famous you are, and uh, and how like a guy will just grab her and be like. Be like, yo, I'm famous too. You want this selfie? I got a mixtape. And he's just taking a picture. And like Leslie Jones, who's yeah. just the biggest, you know, SNL star right now and stuff. And it's just like, and Tony just leans over and goes, it's so true. <laughs> and it's that thing where I just, I'm laughing. It's just, I, I think, I think that's obviously like uh, 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 from their angle, a black famous thing. Mm-hmm. But I think that's an everyone famous thing because everyone is, has this deep down thing of they want to, you just want to be seen really. It's not so much you want to be famous if you're honest with yourself. You want to be seen. You want to be valid. Yeah. But being famous does not validate you. And it's it's this thing where I think everyone's just like, yeah, well, you know, that's great. But 
There's always that waiting. The the amount of that that you just perfectly described, her plight, yours, whatever. I'm picturing that comedy story. Like if you guys haven't been, it is. It is one, if you're a comedy fan, when you're sitting there at the comedy store and you see people, you see five people from SNL, you see every, uh-huh. every comic you've ever seen on Netflix hanging out, waiting to go up. That's hallowed ground and you're five feet from those people. There is still some son of a bitch that's going to walk up and be like, uh, I'll promote you on my Instagram. Yeah, you know, I've absolutely. got, and it was like, what are you, what uh-huh. is this? Are you real? And like, as much as they have like reverence for everyone that goes there and stuff, mm-hmm. everybody who goes on that stage is like, well, probably going to eat shit. Yeah. <laughs> the original room is, is the hardest room. Uh, and the main room is the hardest. Like, it's just, I look at it. It's like, it's like, I remember there was a guy who, uh, he's an agent and he's, I, he's a good guy. He's yeah. friends with, with, uh, with me and my wife, and he reps a couple friends of mine. And he was just there. And he's like, I've been coming to the store more. Check out the talent and stuff and uh, watch people's sets and, and get away from my, my desk. And he's like, but I got to go. I, I know you're going up. I'm like, oh, you don't want to watch me work out at the gym? <laughs> right. Like, that's, how I, that's how I feel. Yeah. It's, like, it's fun. I'm going to make it fun because if I don't make it fun, it's no fun for people watching. Right. But at the same time, you're just like, I expect to get punched in you're, the face. You are. You're training. You're not. This is. isn't the prize fight. Mm-hmm. This is the, this is, hey, some jobber can piece yeah. me up too, man. And so it's yeah. like, it is, there is always that element when I, when I have a good set, you're like, whoo, ah, I got through that one. <laughs> and I think once that goes away and it's too, I, I do feel like there are comics, like for Dave Chappelle, I'm sure there's never any fear. Because uh, he's kind of, but seems this is like, also, it seems like that. He yeah. also is a guy who was who was a prodigy. Like that guy used to go up so on he, stage. He go on stage in his teens, and he did not know comedians had material. He thought you just talked about whatever was on your mind. Is it, so am I thinking was, of him? He started he doing parks and stuff too. Like, yeah. it, it's it's insane. No, mm-hmm. and so it's like it's it, it, it's that thing where, and I'm sure there are other people starting out like that who are that good too. But it's funny. Uh, when when uh, when Louis C.K. first blew up, and this is before all the other stuff, like he uh, he like he had a, a way of presenting all of his well worked bits as if he was just thinking of them now, mm-hmm. and I think that was as good and as bad as it was, as it could be for people starting out because I saw a lot of comics, especially like people that were famous not for stand up but were doing stand up, right. get on stage and be like, I'll just talk about whatever, and then just. Couple laughs, couple laughs, couple laughs, crickets, 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 crickets. And, yes. and it was this thing of, no, you can't just, you you really do have to learn the rules before you break them. It's, it's you know? undeniable. Yeah. As far as, what, like, you won't. It's, it's, I mean, it's, it's many people say it, but it's like martial arts, comedy stuff. Like, you get exposed super fast if mm-hmm. you're not built up the correct way. Yeah, and, and, have that, and have that kind of natural armor where you can just ride it out when you people aren't go laughing. With it. Where you don't just crumple. When's the last time you saw a paid regular eat shit at the uh, at the comedy store? Well, I wouldn't. It's not even eat shit. It's more like people are kind of just like listening in yeah. a way. Uh, so it's it's rare that someone just. But it's but people do push mm-hmm. it, push it, push right. it, trying stuff, try it. But the thing is, you'll try stuff, try stuff, try stuff. It won't work, and then you make fun of how none of it worked, and you get a laugh <laughs> because you explore exactly why it didn't work. Right. You know, maybe you're, you're, you're harping on something too much, and you're like, oh, you're right. I, I am too in love with that premise, and I shouldn't have talked about female masturbation when really, what do I know about it? And then you get a laugh. <laughs> and then you're working you know, it out. kind of thing, yeah. So yeah. It's, I think you, you show your humanity. People, I've said this a million times, but there, there was a, a book that I read where there's a defense attorney who just said, the truth just sounds different in court. 
It just sounds different when someone's right. like, he did it. And people yeah. are like, oh, oh boy. Like, that guy's <laughs> We're not here. lying. Yeah. He just called <laughs> that guy a murderer. This is, and this he is pointed. It. Yeah. Shit got real. So when you're kind of waltzing through some bit you've done a thousand times and getting some laughs, but people are kind of feeling like, oh, but this is just a, a mask. But then you pull it off and you go, my wife farted during sex. It's fucking with me. People are like, now we're going somewhere. And we're back. Now we're in the game. That's what we wanted. Not that your wife farts during sex, but she, you said she had... The only time got, she does it. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Look at yeah, Let's put the logo right yeah, there. Right. I think we can Helium, cut it right there. Helium Comedy the Club all weekend long. Check him out. Uh, the dynamic between you two, before you get out of here, uh, that's yeah. super interesting. We had a very private conversation, so tell me if you don't want to talk about this. Uh, that's fine. Uh, no, uh, your wife formerly managed you. Yes, she did. And she still manages some of your peers. Yep. That's, mm-hmm. that's fantastic. Yeah. Give me the... Give me just the quick breakdown of sure. manages you, no longer manages you now. 2007, uh, I signed with her. Before that, I was without a manager for about two years. And I, before that, I was a manager who was just mercenary and not really there. And mm-hmm. so I got real gun shy. But I really liked Kara because she was kind of what you call a junior manager. She just started signing people. Um, uh, but she repped like uh, Jen Kirkman and Eliza Schlesinger who yeah. were like, you know, fireballs and were mm-hmm. on their way up. And I was like, okay, I want someone who's hungry. And we worked together, and then around 2010, we started uh, crossing lines you're not supposed to cross. Like, she was my drinking buddy. You go to festivals together. You're like, oh, we get along, and you're talking business, and the night goes on, and there you go. You're in an insulated world, too. Absolutely. Yeah. And so we uh, hooked up here and there. She was with someone. Um, they got married. I was at the wedding. I got real wait, shit-faced, wait. and I wonder why. Wait. <laughs> and then, then so, but but that was she was she'd been living with this guy for a long, long time. Was he a did comic? That, did Is that he thing? A comic? no? Okay. But she she did that thing where um you know a lot mistake a lot of us make where you're with someone a long time you go I guess we'll get married but you don't necessarily yeah. want to. So uh, after about two years that broke up and then we started dating in earnest and publicly and yeah. that was. Good, but I don't, let me just say we were engaged in a secret affair that all of our friends knew about. Right. So were you we're like not, you think you're slick, and your friends slick. like they're like well, you know. yeah. So we we dated openly and worked together. At that point, I was at a, a point in my career where I wasn't really happy. Um, there had been a couple uh, disappointments, blah blah blah, and I was I was kind. Of, if I'm honest, I'm not. I wasn't the best person, and so uh, we broke up, got back together get, uh, again, broke up, and then at that point, it was just like we can't you know, obviously work together. We can't, this is, none of this is, is good. Eight months passed. She called me. I still have some of your stuff. We started talking and then it was kind of like, yeah, yeah. well, I I wasn't even aware. (laughs) I wasn't aware of so much in my life, especially of like how incredibly cripplingly sad I was during those eight months. I'm fine. You know, I was one of those rare guys that doesn't share his feelings. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking all of us. Men don't share anything. Oh my so gosh, Matt, yeah. my left arm is numb. Should I tell anyone? What's, what's wrong with us, man? We're the worst. It's We're the worst. horrible. So, like you're apologizing for snapping your own ankle. You're yeah, like, exactly. what are you doing? I yeah. can still play, coach. <laughs> no, you can't. Lay down. <laughs> right. So uh, we we got back together, and we the secret sauce was not working together. Like yeah. it was because it's like I am her biggest fan, and I won't say she's mine. <laughs> but I'm um, no, but we root for each other. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like I love how she's, how she's killing it. And she's like the, the head of the, um, 
the LA division of her of the company she works for, and she reps all these great clients, and she doesn't sign a lot of people. That's so exciting. So she can have enough life, yeah. but she also doesn't hip pocket people, where it's just like, yeah, I'm not going to work for you, but if you blow up, I'll take a chunk. I'll so, never not think of Brody Stevens with that hip pocket thing. Oh, somebody told a story about I him just owning. You. That's the best story I've ever heard in my life. And like, yeah. I was fortunate enough to meet him before he passed, and it was... Uh, Man, just knowing that story. Sorry. Oh, yeah, no, you no. just threw I, me at the hip pocket I'll t- thing. I'll tell you the like, cliff notes of please. my favorite Brody story. Yeah. We were sent by Funny or Die to do this baseball charity. And the baseball charity had every player you can think of alive or dead. Right. They were all there. Yeah. I know nothing about baseball, Brody. but I'm in a bus with like Mike yeah. Winfield, <laughs> like just hanging out. Right. And he's laughing that I don't know who he is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's Mr. Baseball. Right. And we're and we're like we're in this we're in this golf resort where if you walk outside the, the hotel more than five feet, a, a little a little cart pulls up. Sir, would you? <laughs> and I, the biggest laugh I got in front of all those baseball players was like, I felt like like a kid and there's a child molester driving around. Because it was this thing where I'm just like, hey, man, I just want to walk. It's beautiful. Right. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And spring in Florida. Like, please. Yeah. And, I mean, Ken Griffey Jr. was there and Kenny Lofton and all these just – Everybody, yeah. and I did fine, but like you they, performed in front of him. I, I, yeah. uh, there's a guy that hosted Chris. God damn it, I forget his name, but he's very funny. Hardwick. Uh, no, um, <laughs> black comedian. Anyway, Tucker. I, <laughs> yeah, I forgot Chris Tucker. Chris Tucker and Chris ha- hosted. <laughs> right? Didn't headline. Yeah. Oh, I forgot so, to tell you, we're in the arena where the magic play. Yeah. yeah. So I go up and I, I did fine, but then and I I got a beer from the bar and we we're in this. This outdoor tent, everyone's having drinks and stuff, and big round tables. Mm-hmm. And Brody goes up, and no one knows who Brody is. And it went from who is this guy to who is this guy? Unreal. Because he he was like, hello, everyone. You know, I played baseball. I'm better than you. You know, and then walking through the crowd, he knows everyone's not pro, also college. High school stats. Yeah, I believe it. He's like, you didn't hit much your junior year. <laughs> and they're like, what's happening? Yeah. Like he was doing, ma- he was doing magic. Yeah. Is this your card? He, it's like everybody going through the whole audience, and he goes over to Kenny, uh, Ken Griffey Jr. and goes, I touched him. I touched him. I got some of the magic. And they're all laughing because they're like, no one brings up me. They always talk about Ken. Right. And um, Ken is the most shy guy ever. So he yeah. was just like laughing it off and like. He was having fun like a kid who's been told he's allowed to have fun. Yeah. And Kenny Lofton jumps up and yells something in his face, like joking. Yeah. But like, man, I'm about to throw you out because yeah. Kenny Lofton's so small. Right. I think it was a joke. Like, I'm going to kick your ass. Yeah. And Brody Stevens go, oh, Kenny Lofton's after me. Going to kick my ass. Who the fuck am I? And he names some player that supposedly they don't get along. <laughs> He pulled it out of the... People started throwing chairs. They're like, how the fuck does he know Kenny Lofton and that guy don't? I wish I knew the player's name. Oh, my God. But I saw a dude kick off from a table and just Just throw his hat down. lose it. They're like, I mean, people are crying. And I'm just leaning against a post with a can of Budweiser just going, I will never forget this for as long as I... I've never... I'll never see this again. That these things... These things converge so well. A known comic who knows every baseball player's stats... And played you know, college and, baseball and himself calls and like them all out. Oh and then afterward we were all in the hotel lobby this beautiful opulent place and everyone's around him like he's elvis everyone wants a picture with him everyone wants to, him to yeah. you know sign their stuff yeah. sign my hat you know and ken griffey jr comes over and goes 
I touched you. <laughs> and he was so proud of himself. That's amazing. Like, I got him. Oh my and it was just, God. it was, it was so cute. And it was that thing where like, you know, people were just like, oh man, good job, man. You're funny, but holy shit. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> yeah man. right. And it was just, it's that thing. Cause like every comic loved Brody and every comic was like, you, you just think he's weird. Maybe you don't see what I see. And there were nights where I was like, God damn it, Brody. Yeah. You know, get off, you yeah. know, or, and, and, or stop beating yourself up or, or, you know, you, you're, you're never in the moment, but you know, he had mental issues that none of us can understand. The and person I met when it, like, he was just so sweet, so amazing, all this stuff. Like he had like an outburst, like there was like this weird thing in Twitter, like where he got into it, like a, on a podcast mm -hmm. and he went and he was a guest host on a podcast and then like MF'd the guy who wasn't even there and all uh -huh. this stuff. That was that was weird to me to be like, oh, that was Brody Stevens and yeah. stuff, but it just kind of shines a light on like, hey, we're all dealing with stuff and we don't know what's going on. Exactly, yeah. but I mean, you you can't discount his his work ethic and how much he ever he he went out. It's just that it was one of those things. The most heartbreaking thing about it was when I heard the news, it crushed me, but I wasn't all that surprised, right? Because I was just like, fuck, because it was that thing where where is it going to go? Because I. I, this guy cannot find peace. This is such, I was going to say, this is such a weird results-oriented thinking kind of way, but Galifianakis tried to put him on. Like, yep. all, like everybody did, Sarah. right? Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. So you look at this thing and you're like, okay, if he would have hit that high note, is like whatever he would have deemed as a high note in his career, yeah. would that have changed him? Would it have been enough? Wouldn't have. I don't think. Yeah. I mean, but I mean, who knows? But yeah, I, no, it's, it's it, it it we'll never know. But it's it, it's yeah, it's it's. You do wish in that this is weird, morbid, strange thing, but the outpouring of support from people who don't give a fuck about anybody but themselves <laughs> was that was the one thing we were like, dude, you had it, man. Like, well, and, it, and and I will say it's like that's that's totally true, mm -hmm. but it's also totally untrue in other aspects because okay. I will say most comedians that I know and, and I meet are generally good people yeah. uh, and and do look out for each other. We're entirely self-obsessed. Of but course. It's, almost like, yeah. it's like what Mike Tyson said, I have the biggest ego and the lowest self-esteem. Right. It's kind of that where uh, we expect to fail and but when we don't succeed, we're like, the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Right. So, it, but, but it, it, it was, we we all we all kind of hurt for Brody, without him even knowing it, because it just felt like an insult to go, "Hey man, are you okay?" Right. And honestly, I wish I would have said that to him, and I and I never did, and I'll probably always regret that. I wasn't all that close with him. Right. We got along. He was he was great, but um, you know, just you know, Bronger, very tall, a warm, hilarious presence. <laughs> You know, he would sum you up like a sports writer. Absolutely, like it's on your baseball card. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, so what do we need to look for coming up? So you're gonna you're working on the album with that, 800 that pound gorilla. Album's done. I I just approved the. Uh, I just got the cover art done and and uh, and uh, or the the photo. So now they're it's in their art department. They're gonna do the 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 wording and stuff. So it's called Please Hold Me, and that's gonna be in the. Um, Early part. Okay, of I just a, almost reached over. I was like, I got you, dude. It's. Yeah. I, I ha have a bit about how um, the nicest uh, single old guy is creepier than the grossest single young guy in the bar. <laughs> you know, because yeah. young, young guys are just like, you know, the, what's the grossest single uh, young guy? is like, I want to see some tits. I want to fuck. <laughs> right. But you know what's even grosser than that? Please hold me. I'm so alone. <laughs> 
So it's, it, you know, because yes. guys my age are not out for sex, they're out for companionship, which is so much <laughs> was fucking like, grosser than sex. connect emotionally? It's just like, oh, uh. this is a place for pirates. You get drunk and fuck. <laughs> someone to love you forever, you weirdo. Get out of here. Oh, God. So, yeah, so that's where it, it's from. Well, congratulations and, on and that. I went, yeah, that's, oh, thanks. that's a big deal, man. <laughs> Escaping. That's, that's great. Yeah. Uh, but no. Oh, the album. Thanks. Yeah, that too. Yeah, and yeah. then I'm going to be shooting a new special in 2020. So we're we're doing that. That's going to be a. I want to say late spring. What What's the plan with that? Uh, Business wise. That's I'm doing that with 800 pound. Okay. Yeah, because they're so they're, 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 they're okay. starting to make spe- they made a special with uh, Chad Daniel. Yeah, yeah. And I think one or two other people. And then they, so they're, they're kind of going to do uh, the thing where they'll set it up at Amazon or somewhere else right. or whatever. So oh, God, that's amazing. Yeah. And then the podcast too. Mm-hmm. Advice from a dipshit with Matt Bronger. Uh, <laughs> Is uh you know it's it's we're we're rejiggering it. We may have like a name change. I'm in talks with this network. We'll see if that go if it goes. We've done the independent thing for a, over a year, and you know it's been a lot of fun, but it hasn't really gone anywhere. So I That's, think I need to partner with somebody on man, this. So we do. So this is Midcoast Media. We've got a whole thing going on mm-hmm. here, and it's interesting to me to see what hits and what doesn't. Yeah. We do. We produce events. We do all this different stuff. Yeah. I've been on a large podcast network mm-hmm. with a pretty big comedian yep. or big and like i i still don't know i love their business right. model and i think they're amazing and everything they do um but you look at it and you're like i don't know what it's cool to have support but like i don't know what makes something go now no one does dude. right no one does uh it's 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 like even the, the the podcasts or the youtube people or whatever that you put down for being mm-hmm. like oh clickbait They've also worked incredibly, insanely hard. Dude. So it's kind of like, uh, it, it's it's so hard to, to, to well, not even so hard. It's impossible to know what's going to pop or what's yeah. going to blow up next or, right. or any of that stuff. Um, but I've, the last half year or so, focused a lot more on, on in terms of simple marketing that mm-hmm. I can do. Right. And I've definitely gotten better at it, but I'm still not good, uh, as, 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 not as good as I want to be. But it's just you just all the only thing you can control is, you know, if it's if it's quality content yep. and the and the amount of I won't even say how hard you work, but how smart you work if you if you put in the right amount of time but also focus on the right amount of things. Which who the fuck knows what that is? I was gonna say too, like in twenty twenty, mm-hmm. are you gonna are you gonna gain more from stand up or acting? Pro it's stand up's the only thing that really keeps me in people's right. Uh, on people's minds, I, I have a pretty good streaming business like, yeah. in terms of like my albums get yeah. played a lot, and thank God for that. And I'm so grateful for people that have oh, me. Has to feel so good. Matt Bronger yeah. station on Pandora, and they listen to me on Sirius XM and stuff like that, and 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 listen to wherever Spotify, Apple Music, great. Um, so I get a good amount from that. Acting is kind of like winning. Uh, the, uh, like a scratch ticket. It happens about that much yeah. for like a scratch ticket for like fifty or a hundred bucks. Like I'm. I just I just booked a, a guest role on a sitcom that's shooting next week, and it's going to blow out next weekend. So I'm not going to be able to go to uh, to uh, Springfield, Massachusetts. I haven't really announced that yet, but um, it's it's it sucks. I got to move that date. Yeah. But the only thing I could, only option I could do is go. Oh, what if I only do the Saturday show? And they're right. just like, no, that's, no. So and and yeah. comedy clubs are have actually been super malleable and and really helpful. And what I'll do is I'll find out who's who's going to take that slot and I'll promote the shit out of it. That's my cool. socials. Oh, it's the least I can yeah. do. I don't want to leave people in a lurch, especially people that, and you know, and your tickets will be honored for the next show or whatever, right. but it is, I will say it happens about, about that often. Yeah. Maybe like three or four times a year. I, I'm always like pitching and trying to sell shows, but 
the sad irony is we have more platforms than we've ever had and mm -hmm. it's harder than ever to sell a show because all these platforms are owned by like five people. Mm -hmm. So they have all the money and they're just like, well, why would I buy your show when I have this uh, pitch where I have George Clooney locked in, I have right. Meryl Streep locked in, I have, you know, it's just, and they're all playing stand-ups. You know, like there's... What's the point? That's what we're all up against. The thing is, you can't stop uh, pitching because hopefully that will be changed at yeah. some point. I mean, I, I'm keeping hope alive here, but it's it, it, it's 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 frustrating. It yeah. is. It so. has to be, man. Mm -hmm. it, but it, it's so interesting to see somebody with your mindset and the work ethic, and then also the talent to match it oh, too. Thanks, it's, man. it's it's very exciting, and it's been fun watching your career grow. And it's uh, I'm looking forward to more of it, man. Yeah, I appreciate, it, dude. Yeah. I I haven't had a real job in over ten years. That's, so a, I, I, that's the way to be. I feel so grateful for that. <laughs> well, don't stop, man. People yeah. support Matt. And go to Helium all weekend long. He's yeah. got a great crew with you. got a great feature, oh great God, local yeah. host. So mm -hmm. it'll yeah. be a fun time. Yeah, so always awesome. love Helium. So Thanks for Matt, having me, man. Thanks for coming by. Talking to you. Absolutely.